0: Welcome to episode 2.2 of FNG1, a new guy's guide to Formula One in the world of motorsport. I am your co-host Chuck, and with me as always is Sean. Howdy guys. And we are here after the Italian Grand Prix, Imola.
1: Yeah, Imola, the uh, Emilia-Romagna Grand Prix.
0: Yeah, wait, no, wait, real quick, don't look. Tell me the full name of this Grand Prix.
1: Oh man, it's like the Grand Prix to Emilia-Romagna. Uh, I don't know the Primero Grand Prix del de, de Emilia
0: Romagna. I'm gonna say yes. I don't know. Here, let's see. That seems like I, you did pretty good. Uh
1: Formula Formula One Pirelli really? Grand Pirelli
0: Pri- Grand Primario del Made in Italy e del Emilia Romagna. I think
1: the Made in Italy is supposed to be in English though.
0: Oh, that says made in it. Ah. <laughs> yeah, they were selling
1: all the stuff that was made what in the Italy. Fuck?
0: Wait, and Formula every, One Pirelli Grand Primario, del Made in Italy e yeah. eh, Emilia Romagna twenty twenty one. Yeah, that is a long name for a race. Yeah, they they ran one commercial during the race for
1: the Made in Italy campaign, and like every other shot. What was is like, the
0: Made in Italy? Or just advertising things that are made in Italy. Things like, that are made. Yeah,
1: like leather and Ferraris. That was the entire commercial.
0: So many things are made in Italy. Nobody's unaware of that. Italy, the world is more aware of you than most countries. Massive
1: compressors. Also good at that out of nowhere. But yeah, like half those cars are made in Italy. They make a ton of the
0: chassis stuff. I mean, uh, really shiny boots are made in Italy. Purses. Purses. Ferraris. um, Ferrari's skinny jeans. I think a lot of them are made in Italy, like really fancy skinny yeah. skinny jeans. Good pesto. Good pesto. Olive oil, tomatoes. You guys are killing it over there. You're making everything that everyone loves yeah, and fi- of- and fiats.
1: We all know what you make. We don't need this. <laughs>
0: That's quite a name. I that don't understand. That is a name. Yeah. But it's also quite a race. It's the Italian Grand Prix. It's just Imola, which, you know, if they want people to stop just calling it Imola, the solution is not to name it something that's like 14 words. Yeah. Because then everybody's only ever going to call it Imola forever.
1: Well, I think they're going with like the college football stadium naming though, because it's uh, made in Italy a dell'Emilia Romagna at Imola. Did they make the announcers
0: say that because I gotta be honest, I didn't even notice if they did.
1: I think he did when they let into the show, when they do the flyover, that the, the th- you know, they kind of lead into the race and they do the flyover of the track. I think he said the whole name. And then they're that's
0: like, always the point in every race, in every race where I've just turned the TV on and we're like 12 seconds into the very skip, intro. Skip, skip. No. And my daughter's just saying, where's Sergio? Where's Sergio? Where's Sergio? Where's Sergio?
1: <laughs> well, Sergio, he went a lot of places
0: she's still learning that because we've hit play on the tv we still have quite a ways before uh the green flag <laughs>
1: like yeah
0: there's still a lot of bullshit they're gonna put in you'll learn
1: yeah yeah yeah. they and honestly compared to most u.s sports like it's a pretty trim product it's quick way.
0: yeah they get to getting i appreciate that It's
1: 20 minutes we're gonna start the race exactly this time this was a football game and be like, you're going to watch like two hours of this pregame before you get a game.
0: <laughs> Everything about Formula One so far really does make me appreciate how unnecessarily shitty and drawn out a lot of American sports are. It's incredible, isn't it? Like, I can sit down and in theory, in 90 minutes, watch all of a race, plus all of the intro and all of the ceremony afterwards... And it's just done. It's clean. I can't watch a football game in four and a half hours. Yeah. I mean, if who's you're on, got
1: time for that? If you're at the CBS game, you might not get to halftime before the F1
0: exactly. race is over. Do they even run commercials? They do, don't they? Mm-mm, not during the race. They don't run commercials. God, it's so good. It's such a good sport. Why isn't everybody watching? If you're everybody listening to watching. this, I already know that you are watching it. But every- tell all of your friends they should be watching Formula 1 instead of whatever else they're doing.
1: If it's my TL, everybody is watching it. So all of you, like and subscribe.
0: <laughs> yes, like, sc- subscribe, rate us on the various things that we are now on. More yeah. on that later. Let's get back to the race, Emila. It was awesome because I'm Team Red Bull. It was awesome also because we had like
1: immediately before the race. So like, by the way, it's going to rain.
0: It was objectively this race ruled. Let's just get that right out of the way. Yeah, it was a extremely good race. This was fun. Yeah, it was a rain race, which is always a pretty wild, uh, pretty hairy adventure. And this delivered on that promise. If anything... How many people finished? 16 out of 20 cars finished? I'm amazed 16 16 made it.
1: Yeah, the track was basically like Oprah, just handing out spins to literally everybody.
0: I, did anybody not spin? Oh, I'm sure somebody didn't. I'm sure one of your boys, Norris didn't spin out. Norris didn't spin. That's the
1: only one I can think. Leclerc spun before the race. Leclerc for sure did, yes. He spun before the race. He didn't do it during the race, so maybe that doesn't count.
0: (laughs) Really, if you're going to spin, I think he chose the right time. He spun on the warm-up lap, right? Yeah, uh, he barely then.
1: got back to his position, though, because if he hadn't, he would have had to start from pit lane. That would have screwed him. Yeah, he spun. Signs spent forever just touring Italy.
0: Yeah, signs really wanted to go, take the back roads. You know, when you're vid- visiting Italy, you don't want to just stay on the highway. No. Because it's you? beautiful there in the countryside. And so signs took his multi-million dollar Formula One car on a tour of the gravel roads of Imola. Look. His dad
1: was a world champion rally driver. He was just <laughs> working out the, making sure the Ferrari is tuned for that too. Checking that suspension. <laughs> he went off. I was like the first half of the race. I was like, this dude's been off like five times. And then when it ended, it was like, well,
0: good work, man. I, you know, I always listen to the, all the team radio before each episode, because I'm figuring out my quiz for you later. Yeah. And it was really fun to listen back to the team radio after a while just kind of giving signs a hard time. Oh yeah, about like in a real good-natured way. But they were like, "Come on, man, you gotta quit this shit."
1: Dude, I mean, he's got it great though, right? Because he's got like a pretty good established history. He's the new driver. It was bad conditions. They're not putting pressure on him right now, like.
0: No, in fact, far from it. They were their entire comments were, "Hey, man, uh, you don't have to go that fast right now. Just Let's relax, just keep buddy. It on the road. <laughs> just relax, buddy. Have a good time." Uh huh.
1: Everybody else is spinning, too. You don't need to even really go that quick right now.
0: Yeah, including... So, I have a question here right off the bat. I'm going to jump around here on what's going on in this race, but hashtag spin. Did he actually spin out in a way that was his own fault? Not in the race. No, I don't think Not so. Not in the race. I know he did during qualifying. Yeah, definitely. And, and practice. Yeah, definitely. And kind of all the time, but in this race... When he got taken out, and not taken out like he finished, but when he was in his wreck of the race, that was 100% not his fault. Latifi just swerved into him.
1: Fucking surprise Williams just out of nowhere. Yeah.
0: Yeah. You got to be careful during this race because if you don't keep your head on a swivel, a Williams car is going to fuck you up.
1: I know because Latifi went off and
0: just, I guess he racked, right? Hit
1: the wall or something and then tried to reenter the track and just did so right in a muzzle spin. So yeah, Mazda Spint wasn't a good race. He wasn't- No, for sure. ...good at all. I mean,
0: given all that, and he was still well behind his teammate. Well, let's, let's make a, an official statement from FNG1 for the duration of the 21, 2021 season. Unless we say otherwise, assume that Haas occupied the two lowest spots. Yeah. They always come in dead last this season, unless we say otherwise. You know, it doesn't even bear, I guess, repeating. Now, let's
1: be clear. They came behind a car that didn't finish the race. They did. <laughs> we need to establish how bad they actually did.
0: Okay, I do have a question for under investigation. <laughs> Real quick, under investigation, our special segment where I learn things about Formula One that I don't know that Sean does. Uh, Real quick, under investigation, how is it that Vettel didn't finish the race but finished ahead of the Haas cars? He
1: did not finish but still completed more laps than the Haas cars.
0: That is amazing. Has that ever happened before? (laughs) Oh, yes, certainly. Yeah. Uh, uh,
1: I don't know of any instances, but I guarantee that happened.
0: But, like, how? How? How did I mean, he they get were... not finished and they still didn't get done as many laps as him? They
1: were down two laps from the leaders. And sure. he got retired on the la- second to last lap. So he only finished <laughs> one lap behind. He completed <laughs> is, one more lap than they did.
0: That is spectacular. Yeah. W- there's There should be a special trophy for that. A special I mean,
1: ceremony. Vettel's probably earning a lot of special trophies this year. <laughs> yeah,
0: I mean, a special one for Schumacher and Mazepin. That's oh. <laughs> just a, it's a golden dildo that they put on the base. <laughs> uh. <laughs> um, Schumacher did hit a wall
1: during a safety car.
0: Yeah. During a safety car with no other cars near him. Yeah. Which is.
1: Yeah. He, he blipped the throttle and uh, tried to keep the tires <clears throat> warm and met the wall. So.
0: Mm hmm. Sure.
1: That'll happen. Like you do. I would make fun of that, but basically all the good drivers also did that at one point. So.
0: <laughs> yeah, the, we we won't cast stones, I suppose. In fact, let's get to some of that. Should we dive into the main event yeah, on let, this let's,
1: race? Let's start with the main event and I think I think I think this is important for you. This is a big moment for you. So Is
0: this was a big moment because this was uh this was a replay of, of the previous race, the the Max versus Hamilton battle uh but this one went the way i wanted it which in which is to say it was never really a battle Mm -hmm. it was briefly hamilton was flirting with closing that gap and got it down to under two seconds before all hell broke loose just generally in this race and kind of screwed up what whatever anybody thought was going to happen but max was pretty in control his start was fucking awesome
1: sublime yeah i mean so he i don't know if you saw he started in second gear which is I pretty did clever that. yeah so um and just i mean a beautiful start probably i'm gonna say a little little bit of a, a max um establishing of the position through corner two but if
0: you ain't claiming the position you're giving it away yeah i
1: I think they're just going to let that happen, right? I mean, this kind of goes. Right, they're going
0: to let that happen?
1: Goes back to before the podcast, <laughs> but I think it's pretty clear it's going to happen. The one. Let thing me that- be
0: perfectly clear. If If Hamilton had done that to be to Max, I would be wailing right now.
1: <laughs> just wait, because uh, I would be
0: gnashing my teeth. Yeah. The The one thing I'll say about that
1: is Lewis uh, doesn't forget, and it's sure. going to be a tight season. So you know, I expect that it will go back and forth. It's going to be a tight season. They're both going to be. Um, taking advantage where they could. I mean, Max earned it just from the start, right? He earned the the kind of the right to put Lewis in that position. I actually was sort of trolling you, but you weren't watching it live. But saying like Max had it in hand after that corner because um, <laughs> with the damage to to Lewis's car, I didn't think he'd really be able to keep up. But what happened? I actually
0: thought that too, but it turned out to not well,
1: matter with the wet. Right. That kind of took the importance of the perfect arrow out of the question. And the other thing that happened was like, Max got the tires, you know, lit up and, and into temperature pretty immediately. And so that's why he was able to check out Lewis struggled with that a little bit, actually. And Lewis got his tires fired up a little bit later. And also Lewis is just really good at managing tires. That's why he was basically catching Max like a bat out of hell towards the end of that first stint. It could have gotten pretty interesting,
0: coulda woulda shoulda it could have gotten pretty interesting and instead it got extremely interesting Extreme when interesting, cars yes. started flying all over the place in in various pieces
1: yeah so i guess we'll keep with the theme of these two and follow their their thread through the race but uh i guess the next exciting thing was lewis trying to get through traffic which included his uh his little junior driver over at williams george russell mm-hmm. who is a, a will, it will be a prominent player through the rest of this discussion And Lewis did a very un-Lewis thing and just slid right into that wall.
0: (laughs) Yeah, that wasn't very him.
1: And just watching, I was like, he's never going to get that car out. And of course, because it's Mercedes, the car got out.
0: Of course. And And of course, because it's Lewis Hamilton in particular, he drops god knows how many spots ninth and then instantly gets a safety car god to save his entire situation he should have come in dead fucking last he would have always gets the damn safety car yeah. when he needs it yeah yeah i think it just and i don't mean like they're modifying the rules to help him i mean the gods shine down upon him and cause a yellow safety car to need to happen it's like somewhere else but yeah, he was basically screwed. I mean, at that point, let's see, at this point, for
1: me, Leclerc is like 20 seconds up on Perez in second place just like cruising.
0: Yeah, I in fact I remember having the thought at that moment and I so I doomed us or I doomed you. <laughs> I said, you know, Max in first, Charles Leclerc in second or vice versa is the best case scenario of a finish for this podcast. Yeah,
1: except for me, I needed like Max to make the same mistake that Lewis did.
0: <laughs> sure, but I mean, just like one of those two is our best case scenario, and I had that thought, which is why I apologize for jinxing and dooming uh, LeClaire. I mean,
1: we're we're gonna the Ferrari's gonna be in this position for a while, so I'm not getting too <laughs> shook up about that. I mean, it would have been pretty sweet, but yeah. So I guess we can get to the the big event right after Hamilton trudges his broken ass car around to the pit lane,
0: which is where Russell uh and the Williams cars in general continue to force their way into the race narrative uh in whatever fashion they can. Uh, you want to describe what happened we have a we have a question, yeah that that came up from uh at ulysses s Co- or at u s Coxman, which is u s ulysses s Coxman on Twitter. Uh, who asked you directly on a scale of one to you absolutely must be fucking shitting me. How disheartening is it to finish a spot off the podium because a dude who drove his car into a wall and sat there for like half a minute still rocketed past you with complete ease. Yeah.
1: So this is jumping forward into towards the end of the race and the, uh, the Leclerc disappointment. So I think to set this up, we've already established that Hamilton got his position back, by a safety car or red flag then a safety car. And he's of course doing the Lewis Hamilton thing in ninth place, storming through the fucking field. And so Leclerc is up there in third or yeah, he's in third at this point, nice podium and does a decent job for about five laps, keeping Hamilton back there. And then just when it happened, basically got past like he was planted to the straightaway.
0: Like <laughs> it was the 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 difference in velocity of those two cars was remarkable. Probably twenty television. to thirty
1: miles an hour. Yeah, yeah. Because the Ferrari was running higher downforce for the rain and didn't have DRS, and
0: Lewis Lewis just fucking Hamilton walked. in like sixth place has a feeling of inevitability oh, to yeah. him that is so infuriating. Yeah, so like. He's obviously not gonna finish in sixth. Like you just know it. Well,
1: if we're gonna go to the like how, what is it? Fucking shitting me. How disheartening it is the finish. Um, Not really, because I don't think there was any uh, belief from I don't think anybody held illusions that Hamilton once he was back there wasn't getting stopped. Like it was basically the call is the signs like. Just hold him back as long as you can. (laughs) Let's
0: let's just, can you weave back and forth and see what you can see. (laughs) Signs
1: held him up for like five laps. Then Leclerc did the same. And I think Norris after that did the same. But it was basically just a feeling of inevitability. Like, can we run out the clock before this motherfucker comes back? And
0: all of them were just fodder being fed to Hamilton in an effort to keep Max in in first place. And I appreciate everyone's sacrifice. Yeah, this is that damn
1: feeling when, what was that fucking quarterback for UCLA? Got hot in the second half. You just uh, knew it was coming,
0: uh, Josh Rosen.
1: Yeah, like you're like this son of a bitch. Like we can't stop him. You knew it was coming. We can't stop
0: this. I get yeah. it. We are still up by twenty seven points, and I can see what's going. I happen know here. what's happening. Yeah, I mean, um, so follow the the reason that we brought up that question and got a little out of order on this uh, race is because Ulysses S. Coxman also asked follow up question: What the hell actually happened there with Russell and Bottas? So I'll let you cover that. Yeah, so we'll walk through the, the facts of the case, and then maybe we'll establish the narrative. Let's talk narrative. about the facts, and then let's talk about what I want to talk about.
1: All right, so the facts of the case is Botas is struggling in, like, fucking eighth or ninth. Like, so far out of place for where Mercedes should be anyway. Russell, somehow, by some kind of magic, Williams is competitive. He is, at this moment, passing Botas like a out of hell. Like, we just established Leclerc got passed up by hamilton like it looked like botox's car was planted there was probably 20 30 miles an hour between the two cars it's still Mm -hmm. wet mind you so essentially what happened the facts of the case as uh russell's going to go around the outside on on turn two there his wheel touches either a damp spot or wet grass you can hear the car rev up because it's basically lost traction And then catapults directly into the side of um, Botas' car, which takes them both into a wall, skidding across the track, and then through the gravel pit into another wall.
0: That is a very neutral way of describing the situation.
1: So, narrative.
0: Botas, probably
1: not thrilled to see the junior Mercedes driver who will probably take his place appeared to at least lean into Russell, if not slightly twitch the car over into Russell. Mm -hmm. Russell doesn't react super well, but at that speed I can kind of understand. Step the car out a little bit and touch the wet spot of the grass, at which point he loses control, hits it, uh, hits
0: Botas. My favorite part of this, if anybody didn't see it, uh, and I've pieced together the various other things uh, from later, is that, I was watching it, I saw it happen, and you see Russell get out of his car first. And everybody's wearing their helmets. It's Body language is tricky. He starts walking towards Bottas's car. Mm-hmm. Not sprinting, not whatever. And I was like, oh, he's going to go check and see if Bottas is okay, too. In a way. In a way, he did that, and maybe he did. He then also <laughs> hit Bottas in the helmet... And then Bottas gave him the bird. I think those and it was were, such a great exchange. I think
1: those were simultaneous because whatever Russell said, Bottas brought that finger up, which Russell responded with a slap to the head.
0: Yeah, so good. I was rooting so hard for Bottas to jump out of that car and for them to just throw down like hockey players. Oh man, yeah. I don't like pull pull their fire suits up over their heads and start punching them under the helmet.
1: Yeah, Yep.
0: So um. <laughs> So Russell insinuates
1: after the race that Botas only did that to Russell because it was Russell, meaning basically insinuating that Bottas's career at Mercedes is fucked and he's worried about getting passed up by Russell.
0: Mm-hmm. And in a moment of very literally being passed up by Russell, he just could not handle Correct. the like poetic significance of the moment. Yeah,
1: I think I don't think that ultimately Botas actually cut the car into him. I think it looked like it because the track faded away to the left. Um, I think Russell got spooked and lost control of the car. Um, the stewards ruled it 50-50. Um, kind of both guys are at fault. I tend to agree. I don't know what the hell Botas was doing, to be quite honest. Uh, why are you, you know what he was doing. They've both gotten in trouble or gotten talked to by uh, Toto, I think. So uh, Russell apologized. Toto Wolff is yeah. the,
0: uh, the Pre- team lead for... Mercedes. Mercedes.
1: And Russell's manager.
0: Russell is is a Williams driver, yeah. Toto Wolff is his manager. And also there's sort of a junior program. Yeah, yeah. Vague vibe going on there. Yeah, he's not definitely- not official, right?
1: It's not official, but I mean, Russell's definitely the heir apparent to whatever seat comes open at Mercedes next. Sure. So,
0: yep. hmm Well, and uh, if I was- if. If there was a QAnon version of Formula One, you would definitely uh, spin into a nice conspiracy theory about how Bottas uh, intentionally took Russell out to create a red flag situation to get Hamilton back into a position where he could eventually fight for a second place finish and a fastest lap, which would keep him in the lead for the Drivers' Championship. (laughs) Or... Toto Over. asks Russell oh, to oh, do take the same. Me another, No, take me another Q level deeper. Even better.
1: Russell wants Botox's seat. He gets on the radio, calls, Russell, fake this spin like you actually made a mistake. Blame him. Get in a big fight, and then we'll fire him and give you the seat after Lewis wins the championship.
0: Let me take you another level deeper. Let Ferrari me, let did me it. take you <laughs> one more deeper. We're going to double it back. Lewis Hamilton gets a call from what is it the fia yeah uh saying we need you to spin this car out so that you can drop further back and if you do that for us we will get bottas to take russell out and get you a red a red flag that'll get you back into second place because we need this race position in for driver's championship to be tight for ratings but don't you worry we'll make you sure you get it at the end of the season
1: yeah because his wing was Ooh. already messed up. His we win- are
0: way deep into the looking
1: glass here people because remember why is he in first place that one point on the fastest lap. Could that he have done one the, fastest, point on the la-
0: fastest lap?
1: He damaged his wing on the first lap. gave him the special
0: tires. No. They gave him the special tires. Oh, even they better. He painted them red so that everybody would think he was just on the normal red soft tire. Super so we soft. are way beyond
1: that. No, even better. He damaged his wing on the first lap. He couldn't have set that without a new wing. He slid off, broke the wing, had to get a new wing and new tires. Holy
0: shit. Yeah. There you go. Wow.
1: Now he's up by it's one. Layers
0: point. on layers, people. This is Pizzagate times infinity, and it was in Italy. Oh my God! <laughs> <laughs> Ferrari's just like, yep, we uh, are the Pizzagate. <laughs> Pizzagate, made in Italy. Let's not hashtag that. <laughs> that that's going to give us problems. Problems. We're going to get podcast. banned. <laughs> banned from Twitter. Okay. <laughs> Moving okay. Moving on from that. Uh, Third on the podium Norris with McLaren Yeah good weekend Look at that That car is
1: fast as shit Norris is driving the hell out of it Our boy's all grown up now Yeah I didn't ever think he'd
0: really be that good He still looks like he's 12 years old though I gotta be honest with you They're
1: all he like d- 22 He doesn't
0: But he does not look like he should have a driver's license yet Yeah that's true Of all of them Yeah He really doesn't look like he no. should be allowed to drive a car No Nope like, okay, third place on a podium, but should he be allowed to rent a car? Probably not. Mm-mm. No. And probably still isn't allowed to in the U.S. at least. No. Neither is Max, though. So that's maybe nothing. Neither but,
1: is like half these guys. Leclerc. That's true. Gasly. Yeah, Ham- no, Hamilton's
0: just going to rent them all uh, <laughs> Chevy Novas. and
1: That's what Vettel,
0: Paddock, Dad,
1: is there for. Yeah.
0: <laughs> uh but yeah that was pretty cool that McLaren seems to be an actual thing here. Yeah that car that
1: car is very very good. I think you saw in uh, qualifying for a second Norris was in uh third place. Yes. And he got you know knocked down because I think you know he did two purple sectors, the so fastest sectors and one and two. Actually
0: I believe he was in second place cuz he was going to be front row.
1: Oh, okay. And then I didn't know if Checo had ended up with a better time than he had. Either way, it got knocked off because uh, it was fast because he used more of the track than he was supposed to. But he sure. was extremely quick uh, and didn't make any mistakes in a race where a bunch of people did. And they made a good t- uh, tire call coming out of the, the red flag restart. And a, f- a few things happened that worked in his favor on that red flag restart um, that let him get a jump on Leclerc. and. You know, it's hard to pass at Imola. And so, mm-hmm. yeah, Leclerc wasn't ever ever able to get him back. And then he had to deal with Hamilton coming through like about right. out of hell.
0: Throwing yeah, things off. But that throws a wrench into everything. I yeah. got to say, though, at this point in this season, having seen these two races, and that's a small sample size, mm-hmm. you know, last season, it was very clearly Mercedes and Red Bull. With that not being a close competition. It was Mercedes and then Red Bull. Mm -hmm. And then like a midfield that was pretty broad. Mm -hmm. And then like Williams and Haas at the end.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I think the only thing you could maybe say last year is the racing point was really fast. Um, That's true. I think they had a bit of Unfortunately, that
0: situation has resolved itself. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) But this season, I got to be honest, I'm not trying to overstate this and I'm not pandering but it's starting to feel to me more like Mercedes, Red Bull, McLaren, and Ferrari are in this group. And then all of these other cars are in this other group. Yeah, I mean, you've
1: got a pretty clear top, what, six here that's yeah, Red Bull, and that Mercedes. It never
0: really felt like that top six was in question, except that at one point, Checo was part of it.
1: Yeah, well, <laughs> Checo took some tears. Um, Yeah, I mean, the Ferrari's... I don't think it's quite as quick as the McLaren again. I think Signs is still trying to figure out the Ferrari. I think uh, Leclerc might be... No, I'm not going to say he's the best qualifier on the grid because Ham- Hamilton is there, but uh, he's really fast when they asked him to go do one lap. And he probably... I think back to
0: the There's question... There's probably a racing format for that. Yeah. Back to... He's <laughs> yeah, time to he be a, time attack. a drag racer, funny car. T- time
1: attack. Yeah. Um, <laughs> On the, the part about the, the podium being disheartening, you know, I don't think Leclerc expected the podium this race. Um, the part that's disappointing isn't so much Hamilton blowing past him. I think it was losing that position to Norris uh, yeah. and not finishing in the third spot because I don't think second was ever realistic after the red flag. But I think third probably was, and there's a couple of factors that probably caught him out. Uh, actually, a few things. I think for stopping, spinning in front of him probably didn't help. <laughs> because, you know, he was on the medium tires and uh, Norris was on the the softs. And so Norris's tires got up to temperature a little bit quicker than Leclerc's could. So it allowed him to kind of get a good jump out of that corner. It also kind of threw uh, Leclerc off, I think a little bit more, having Verstappen sideways in front of him. Uh, <laughs> it caught him out. The <laughs> other thing that I was reading today, and I haven't dug into it to confirm it, but his radio was out. After the Who's red flag, was. Leclerc. So he thought they were going to the grid to do a standing start. He didn't realize that they were going to do a rolling <laughs> start. So I think like. That's amazing. So apparently like Verstappen took the hell off. So he went to take off and like, you know, look Le- Norris being on the probably having more top end speed. McLaren is a little faster and was faster because of how Ferrari was set up this week. Being on the softer tires that got, you know, it's temperature faster, basically did all he needed to do to kind of get away from Leclerc. And I think that would probably be the frustrating part for him. Otherwise, I mean, if you asked me race two Ferrari's he's going to go four and five, I'm not really going to be too mad about that. No, no, no. That's a victory. Yeah. And, and like you said, I think if you look <coughs> at the manufacturer points, it's like, you know, Mercedes is up there. Red Bull's a few points behind. Then it's, um, McLaren and Ferrari within a few points. And then I think from Ferrari back, you know, Ferrari has like 34 points. I think the next closest is maybe
0: Aston Martin with like six. Yeah, Ferrari with 34, then Alfa Tori with eight. Uh, oh, and yeah. Okay. Ed- they changed that. Aston it. Martin with five.
1: Yeah. So uh, th- there's a pretty big group and then just kind of some shit cars with points.
0: And then some real shit cars with no pants. Yeah, yeah. We've already already talked about Haas enough. Yeah. What is this, Drive to Survive?
1: Um. So I want to go back. Actually, we had a question about Norris since we were talking about him from...
0: uh, Oh, we sure did. We have a question from at Kevin underscore Andrew 55, who said, will we see any Norris wins or even multiple podiums? Yeah. Um, I think you would expect
1: multiple podiums i think we'll look at it from two parts like this year obviously the mclaren's quick like we just said it's pretty easy to get a race where we lose a couple of the front runners
0: right oh speaking as a as a max fan i assure you that there will be a number of races that max does not finish there's
1: at least one in here where i think max and hamilton take each other out so we're just gonna hang oh yeah
0: and that's really gonna be something that's gonna happen it's gonna be the wild west out there
1: yeah but um and Botas, I don't know what that guy's doing right now. And Perez seems to be having kind of a random number generator of race <laughs> weekends at the moment. So there's a good chance... At, at some point, that thing's going to come up one, though. It will. <laughs> uh, I think there's a good chance we see Norris podiums this year. I think a win would, again, be have to be like the Gasly situation from last year where basically, like, shit hits the fan for the front runners, and he gets a win. It could happen. The car is the third fastest car, and he's clearly the most comfortable in it. He's pretty handily showing up Ricardo. Through two races, but he's Mm -hmm. clearly beaten him through two races, which is impressive. I think uh, from a talent standpoint, yeah, I would expect Norris to be competing that way, not just this year, but in the future. He's shown a lot more development than I ever expected when he kind of came in. I thought he was, hey, there's that fun young guy, and he's interesting, but I don't really know that he's ever going to be a big factor, I think.
0: Let's go ahead and call the, the drive to survive scene for this episode is definitely going to put a lot of dramatic music behind the moment when the team told oh, yeah, uh, Danny Ricardo to let Norris, Norris pass him. Yeah. Oh, boy, they're going to milk the hell out of that oh, yeah. uh, in that documentary. <laughs> yeah, there could be a million reasons for why that happened, but that
1: will be like a heavy scene. Also, oh, yeah. the biggest scene will be Russell and Botas crashing into each other. Oh, yeah, that'll be great. Especially in episode I've... eight when they announce the contracts where Bottas has been let go and
0: Russell's promoted. You know, Netflix has so much footage of that middle finger and that dude slap to the helmet. They have more angles than the FIA has. <laughs> yes. they. In fact, Netflix probably knows exactly what happened with Bottas' car. Oh, yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, um, Norris, I, I would expect more podiums. A win could happen. I think a win could happen for probably Norris Leclerc this year. Maybe Gasly again, depending on the track. But... Uh, Ricardo, obviously, I think he'll get better in the car, but any one of those guys could win in one of those situations where, you know, when Verstappen and Hamilton take each other out.
0: Yeah. Uh, the other question real quick that we have from Kevin Andrew is, will Haas have any improvement whatsoever? Uh, I believe if you listen to our previous episode, we... Uh, you establish that they had said they're not going to bother with this season. Basically. Yeah.
1: They're not spending much on development for this year. So they're pretty much focused on next year.
0: Um, and just getting some practice runs in for their, their child soldier drivers. That yeah. They've got. At, at this point, like the goal is like, can you do all of
1: the laps or all of the laps minus two or three, which they did this weekend, <laughs> um, in minus two laps each weekend is all they're really looking for. Um, <laughs> They're not going to get better this year. That team's going to be garbage. They're not going to be good. Don't even I wouldn't even hope for them to get out of Q3 or Q1 once this year. They won't get uh, like points.
0: Like if they if they instituted some sort of rule where you had to drift, maybe Mazepin would like would be in his element. If you spin though it doesn't count as a drift.
1: Well, but you what, what know, stop stopping did was
0: a drift. I mean, he—he's like, no, he's like, uh, nah, he's like um, Buzz Lightyear. It's like a controlled spin. <laughs> it's falling with style, spinning with style, <laughs> spinning with style. So, yeah, uh, don't expect much out of Haas. Yeah, no one ever does. We got anything else on this race? Yeah, there's a whole note on why are the second drivers awful at the moment the second drivers are struggling Botas, to say the least. Botas is the the clearest case because Awful. I write notes on my phone when I'm watching the race of things that I want to talk about and the very first note on my phone is just the words is Botas cooked yeah I think I I mean he
1: could certainly turn it around and he would have to he needs to be coming like second or third for them to keep him because I think if he's in ninth...
0: Forget forget, keep him. Is he toast mentally? in his head?
1: Yeah. He might be. Is I he
0: done? I don't think
1: he'd be done in F1. I think if he's dropped, he'll either oh, still... somebody
0: will pick yeah, him up. Yeah, he's
1: going to get picked up. But I, he
0: might be They're going to do the switcheroo between Mercedes and Williams. Russell's going to go up to Mercedes and, and Bottas is going to end up in a Williams car. And then Bottas is just going to make it his mission to wreck russell's murk it's a point. lap down and just smash <laughs> him in that shit when it goes by like a, not a, not like a drift into him he'll t-bone him yeah uh you know you joke
1: if there's a close championship race and you know it's red bull versus mercedes and perez is occasionally finishing in the points and occasionally doing whatever he's been doing um <laughs> and botas is like coming in eighth and ninth if I'm Total Wolf, do I do that switch? Uh, I don't know what the contracts are. But start start pulling a Red Bull, if you will. Yeah, swap them out. I mean, it depends on what the contracts are, and they're technically independent teams. But you know, he has a lot of clout and a lot of money, and the engine
0: supplier for Williams. So I think he could make some things happen. Sure. Uh, next, second driver in question is is our household hero here, I know. Sergio Perez. It hurt um, me to write this, but well but it's it's true I don't I'm still and maybe this is just fandom I'm still not calling him bad he's not bad he's not bad and honestly on this race all that happened was one spin Two. and if are we going to cast stones on this race the right? driver who spun it I thought it was just one yeah he lost he lost it on a safety car and
1: then passed a bunch of people back.
0: Oh, that's right. Okay. Yeah. But that was on a safety car and that was really yeah. just a, there was a what ten cent 10 second runoff penalty, yeah. but he still was in fourth. What, sixth after that? No, fifth. He he got up to fourth after the red car. Yeah. Red, so the only real problem with this race was the one spin-off that set him back from fifth down to what, fourteenth, yeah, I think he I th- pulled back in. I think the problem so the the thing that
1: I kinda have there is the first race is what you look for out of Perez. He's not ever really a great qualifier, right? But he did have a good race. Then his qualifying this weekend was amazing, right? Like Got in his head for stopping, like pissed <laughs> after that. Like oh, yeah? he looked, he looked pissed. There was like hate in those eyes. And then like, just to have that kind of race out of Perez, like he's much more, co- usually more consistent with that. And the problem isn't so much, do I think is Perez bad? But I think before the season, if you go to the preseason episode, I said, The problem with Red Bull is like the curse of that second seat. And it doesn't take many bad weekends in a row for that noise to just get so loud. And I never really thought it would happen. But here we are on the second weekend. If you go look back at Gasly's, you know, first few races with them, it was like, oh, here's some positive. Right. And then like something went wrong again. It's like, you know,
0: I'm calling it here. We are about to see. At least a handful of consistent races from Perez in a row. He,
1: if, he needs some consistent races. And I'm not saying he needs to be on a podium, but if he can qualify sixth or above, finish sixth or above, he's going to be fine. If he has another, like, qualifies third and doesn't get points or qualifies 12th out of nowhere, you know, and maybe gets a couple of points, it's going to be... It's just going to get a lot of pressure. I'm not going to say he's I think bad. He's fine. Yeah, I think he's probably fine. Still the second race in the car. Give him some time, but... He's going to need some consistent races.
0: Sure. Uh, Vettel. Uh, Just got awful. Vettel. Just so awful. Sebastian Vettel, for people who don't know, former four-time world champion?
1: Yeah, dominant world champion Um With, with Red, Red, Bull. Red Bull.
0: Yeah. Then he went to Ferrari. Yep. Uh, was present for the Ferrari recent struggles. Mm-hmm. And then uh, has now moved to... Aston Martin? Yes. Is that right? Yeah. Which is not going well for him. No, it's going worse than the Ferrari races. (laughs) Yeah, we we did just uh, earlier comment that he should get a special trophy for finishing ahead of two other cars, even though he retired. And while that is cool, that's not great that you finished, what, 15th? No, he doesn't look good at all Yeah, He was 15th. He's in a bad
1: spot. There's a couple of technical reasons why I think he's been in a bad spot, and actually probably why he's never been the dominant driver he was during the Red Bull days but a lot of it has to do with just simply how loose the back end of the car is right so the cars now are more prone to the back end not being stable when they go into corners and you'll see that if
0: you watch the onboards you'll... I'm going to prefer to use the terminology this car has a sloppy ass it has a sloppy ass yeah it's loose <laughs> it's got a loose back end yeah. it's got a sloppy That's ass the nascar
1: nascar term is uh loose um the technical term is it's prone to snap oversteer
0: Don't be, don't be throwing your $5 words in here, but for everybody listening this is for new guys, (laughs) well, if you, here's how to see it. If you, when you're watching the race and you
1: see quite a bit of when they turn in and you see that quick hand correct back in the other direction against the direction of the turn, that means what happened is usually the back end has stepped out on the car. And so it wants to rotate around. And what they do is when they correct back, is it just basically puts a little bit of front turn to kind of grip the back end again and set it so they can continue through the turn. Some drivers love that, like Leclerc prefers his car to be set up with, you know, with a more loose setup or with more oversteer. He likes a loose car. Stroll's particularly good in cars that kind of require instinct to drive rather than just I know what the car is going to do. And so that may be a bit of the reason why you've seen both of those guys kind of beat Vettel's ass in the same car. To take it back to when he was dominant, the Red Bull back then had quite a few things that were later doomed deemed not quite legal, but we're up for interpretation, <laughs> that increased downforce on the back end. And so the way he likes to drive the car is he expects the back end to be stable and so he can rotate it through the corner in a very controlled way. And he's extremely fast when the car's like that. But these cars now, and especially with the new rules this year on aerodynamics, have been really prone to kind of more um, loose setups. And so he's really struggled with that. And actually, Leclerc talked about it quite a bit last week about you know last year's Ferrari. Vettel just could never get around to dealing
0: with it. You just dropped some hardcore knowledge on our listeners there. Okay. I hope everyone was listening, or you're going to have to go back and listen again. There was yeah. there was a lot of information there. Yeah. It was good info, though. Yeah. Okay. Well, sorry if it was too much info, but yeah, basically just the
1: characteristics of the car, where the back end wants to be sloppy or loose. Um, it doesn't No, sloppy ass. Sloppy, ass. It sloppy, sloppy ass. We're calling it sloppy ass. Just
0: call it that. Vettel doesn't like the <laughs> sloppy ass. Vettel doesn't like a sloppy ass that is now the title of this episode all these young boys <laughs> like the sloppy ass apparently <laughs> oh man that's beautiful um well now we have to keep all that in because i am naming this episode Vettel doesn't like a sloppy ass is that a problem for like itunes or anything are we allowed to do that i think we're okay okay good. We're, not get we're doing that and then alonzo
1: but whatever I honestly didn't remember that Alpine was in that race.
0: That is my my general impression of Alpine so far is that I have absolutely no impression of Alpine so far. Yeah. Are they actually out there? I can't even think of that blue car, that blue and black car. Blue and red. Anywhere. I can't picture it. You don't even know what color it is. It's blue, blue and red, man. I don't even know what color it is. It has black tires. That counts. Yeah. Um, See? See? See, expert? That is black tires. Yeah, there you go. You got it. Uh, <laughs> I honestly, <laughs> yeah. they got points because Raikkonen got
1: penalized and they knocked the time off him and he was actually in the points, but they knocked it off. So Alonzo got a point.
0: Well, good for them. Congratulations, Alpine. Perhaps you'll recognize that you never should have gotten rid of your beautiful black and yellow paint scheme that made you so much faster. And Cyril. that's my, what I have to say about that. We miss you, Cyril. We miss you, Cyril. We miss you. Black and yellow. All uh, right. Ang- Angry Hornet paint job. Yeah. Okay. So that is Imola. I love it. You love it. It was great. It was great. Max won. Tight race for driver's champion after two races. Yeah. But that's, of course, to be expected. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um. Oh, wait. We have to do which driver said this. Oh, yeah. We can't end this. I forgot. Okay. Which driver did say this? <laughs> this one, I... I think is from the race, or it's from qualifying or practice. (laughs) It's from one of those. It's from qualifying or practice. It's probably from qualifying or practice, but we're going to throw it out there anyway. Just because it made me laugh. This is a, a conversation with the team radio. And the driver says, the whole thing's on fire. And the response is, drive quickly to get it out. Drive quickly to get it out.
1: Was that Stroll talking to his team when his brakes were on fire?
0: <laughs> That's exactly what it was.
1: What the hell happened with that car? Both cars' brakes caught on fire.
0: I don't, I don't know. But their response was, drive faster to put the fire out. Which I understand is correct, but is still hilarious to, like, watch unfold on the course as they're yelling at him to drive faster so his car won't burst into flames. Could you imagine giving that that like,
1: info to like a person in the Daily Like, your wife's driving home from work, and she's like, my brakes are on fire. You're like, just drive faster. Yeah, imagine
0: your brother calls you for some reason. He's driving around 610 in Houston, and he says, hey, man, I think that my wheels are on fire, and your response is, dude, just drive faster. Drive faster, and it'll be fine. And he's like,
1: I'm on fucking 610. I can't go anywhere.
0: (laughs) I'm just going to burn in place like
1: one car does a week here.
0: (laughs) Just that's how we do in Houston. On to other news. Looks like there is going to be a Miami Grand Prix in 2022. Correct?
1: Yeah, it sounds like it. It was announced this weekend. Is
0: this a thing? Has this been a thing before or is this all new? I don't think they've ever raced in Miami. Okay. Kind of surprising. That's
1: interesting to me, though. feels like the 80s were like pretty much prime Grand Prix in Miami. Yeah, time.
0: if they didn't do this in the 80s, then it never happened. Yeah. Because Miami in the 80s... Was peaking. Yeah. That was as good as it got. Yeah. Like, they would have just been drivers on straight coat. Like, <laughs> I lived in Miami for you like did? eight months and I am excited about this. I'm curious. I, one, I love a street course, I think they're awesome. Like, they Monaco rules. Yeah. And so, I want to see them make a street course out of this, right? Because it's going to be a street course. Yes. Well,
1: partially street. Some of it looks like it's being made, but it's going to mostly be like a street course. I don't think it's a permanent track. Cool.
0: That's going to be awesome. I'm excited. Is it going to be awesome? It I, seems cool. I hope so. We'll see. But I, th- I think it's going to be good. Uh, hopefully they bring a severe, like, 80s vibe to it. Yes. I hope that somebody, like, I need more paint jobs like Williams has. Like let's eighties this bitch up real good.
1: Oh man. They should do the Red Bull, but only in like pink
0: and like orange and yes, bright blue. Very neon. <laughs> <laughs> They'll have to bring back the uh the racing point cars. Ferrari's gonna bring back the dark red. <laughs> Boo. Boo. Wait, we, we missed the mo we missed we missed the uh the invite, sorry. <laughs> we we totally didn't understand what everybody was getting at. <laughs> and then the other one I want to, you, now you bring this up. I I have not heard of this. This is news to me. Ah, okay. So I guess this will go back to
1: our uh, sloppy ass conversation. Um, sure. Tell me more about sloppy yeah, ass. So the Aston Martin, so Racing Point last year, the big controversy with them last year was whether they had copied the Mercedes and were cheating. Well, fast forward to this year, some regulations were changed over the winter that basically cut. A little bit out of the car's floor. If you look along the back of the car, there's you know kind of a. It used to be a squared off edge. It's called the floor. There's a floor panel under there, and it controls a little aerodynamics.
0: And it's made out of wood, as we've determined. Well, some of it's made out of wood, but the main part, yeah, is carbon. The cars are made of wood. Okay. That's what I remember Correct. from that conversation. Anyway, they cut some.
1: Um, they cut a little bit of of that floor out, so it made the cars a little give them a little bit less downforce. The intent was to slow them down this year. And make them come up with other ways to be fast. Now, Aston is mad that this rule disproportionately hurts their car. So, Aston is so mad about it that they want to sue the FIA over the rule change. Or or have them change the rules back so that they can have their car. And it's kind of ironic since it's like, well, you copied Mercedes' design. And so, when they changed the rules, you didn't have an answer to it. Because we've seen that Mercedes has improved. Regardless mm-hmm. of whether an
0: an Aston's just like... an Aston Martin is dramatically worse. Yeah, it
1: feels like the most Lawrence Stroll move I can see is that he's just going to threaten to sue the FIA until they give him what he wants. Sure. Yeah, so that goes back to the sloppy um, ass car because it makes the mm-hmm. back less stable than it even was last year, which Vettel struggled with last year's cars. He's struggling even more now, so... There's your quick answer, and it was said during practice, Otmar Schnafsauer, however we say his name, said that they were considering (coughs) suing the FIA over the rules. Oh, yeah, Otmar. Oh, yeah, Yeah, Otmar. 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 Okay. The American accent guy... This is bullshit, right? It's not gonna happen. Total Wolf, yeah. Total Wolf, who's even impacted, his team's impacted by it too, said, Oh, I think we should work to gather all the facts and understand the full scope of blah 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 blah. <laughs> and it's like, okay, he doesn't mean to do shit. Like
0: no. He's like, Oh, too bad you copied my car. He's like, I'm not full of bluster, I'm just full of solutions. Yes.
1: Yeah. We'll just make our <laughs> car better. I don't see what the problem is. <laughs> yeah.
0: Excellent. Yeah. Well, thanks everybody for listening. I feel like F1 is gaining a lot of steam, and I think actually we've gained a little bit of steam as well. I'm not exactly going to pretend we're getting tons of downloads here, but we're having fun doing it. Uh, So we appreciate your help. Special thanks out to Chris King for our new theme music that we started using this season. Uh, The track is Cat Mountain Drive off the album Gold Pulse. Go find him on Twitter at Artificial Chris. Go to his website. Download his music directly. It's the best way to get money for music to the artist directly. Support local music. Uh, thank you to Robert Barons. that's at RCB05 for our new artwork which you will probably see on iTunes wherever you're listening to this. Uh, we got a little bit of a cleaned up logo that looks very slick and I appreciate his help with that. Um, Go ahead and follow me. I am at DefNotChuck. Uh, sean is at sean underscore leg with two G's, and you can follow fng1. That's at fng1pod on Twitter. Uh, subscribe to us, whatever it is you listen to. Give us a review. If it's yeah. not a five star review, maybe forget that I said that. But if we if it is a five star review, definitely remember to do that. Uh, that would be super. And uh what are we where are we racing next? We are heading to Porto Portugal. Portugal on May 2nd. So we got two weeks. Uh we will talk to you again then. Until then, I have been Chuck. And I'm Sean. Thanks, y'all. Take care.